Okay, so I have a message, but I think it would be better perceived if I sang it. So, um, yeah, let's do that. Thank you for showing your ass. I thought about it and I had to pass. My heart is true. This is a choice that just can't go And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Dorian, a.k.a. Lady Eloise. Okay, we've talked about this before, but I don't remember. Who is Lady Eloise? Eartha Kitt's character. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So are you in an Eartha Kitt kind of mood tonight? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I appreciate I said that last time, too. (laughs) Yes. That's how you made me know who it was. <laughs> okay, so Dorian, what have you been up to and what are you drinking? If I don't spill I, ice everywhere. <laughs> I feel like I haven't been up too much as of late. Um, what have I been doing my life? I had like four social engagements on Saturday and I decided. Oh, you did? Oh, you skipped them? I skipped one. Okay. You were a busy bee. Yeah, I don't. I don't recommend it. Just get out there. Show-wise, I caught up on the gold type. It's a freeform show. Um, it's cute. It's just kind of like one of those shows that's supposed to be like Sex and the City for millennials, but I'm like, it's not realistic because like. One girl is sleeping with the board of directors. He, he's fine and young looking, but he's still rich as shit. Um, there's another girl who's like, Girl, that's realistic. <laughs> head of digital, and she's like 26. Or like head of social media. <laughs> okay. You okay? <laughs> that drink was a little <laughs> stout. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that first sip. You are who mixed it. I know, right? Nobody (laughs) Nobody. So, where I'm drinking last weekend, I had, or Thursday, I had a Galentine's Girls Craft Circle night. So, we were Oh, that sounds fun. I know. It's like been one of my dreams to have a craft circle, but um, (laughs) it's just three of us. But uh, it was, um, you know, just having little charcuterie board that I bought from Kroger <laughs> and then just having some wine. And so my friend, um, my friend brought this honey wine called Viking's Blood. And Ooh, I kind of yes. got into honey wine from my Ethiopian food. That's what they serve with it. But also it's 18% alcohol. <laughs> Ooh. So That's a wine. One glass of wine, and after that, we're done. <laughs> uh, do you know I've never had honey wine as much as I love. 
I've never had honey wine. I've never had like a real mead as much mm-hmm. as I love Vikings and Norse mythology. So I'm going to have yeah. to try some honey wine. That's very good. I think it just kind of reminds me of Ethiopian food because that's why I use it. So, okay. So what if I can't crochet? Can I still come to the craft night? Like, what if I cross-stitch? <laughs> that's fine. Cross-stitch okay. fine. Okay. You just have to have a craft. I've tried to learn how to crochet. I've tried to learn how to knit. And I had a teacher that taught, like, the whole class. And I can mm-hmm. make a friendship bracelet. <laughs> That's about yeah, it. That's, That's a start, just... I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I honestly gave up and didn't even keep trying. So, anyway. Yeah. That's that on I, um, My mom tried to teach me, and I was kind of young and kind of got frustrated. And then my friend's grandma kind of picked up a... Like later, a few years later, she kind of picked up like where my mom left off and taught me. Yeah. I okay. prefer to crochet. I kind of know how to knit, but I'm like, I don't want to deal with two needles and I have to actually look at what I'm doing. Um, crochet is more of like a one hand watching TV activity. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, that just makes me wish we lived closer because I would love <laughs> to do craft night and wine. Anything in wine, you can pretty much count me in. Right. Well, um, so I haven't had that much going on. I finished watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, mm. <laughs> which I really love. I love Sabrina. And uh, I started Who Killed Malcolm X. If you haven't watched it, mm. I suggest you watch it on Netflix. It is good. Um, there's not a whole lot of brand new information but I think it puts some validity to things that I consider to be just like um, conspiracy theory. So, yeah. Um, oh, let me tell you what happened. Um, I think this was Friday night. I think it was mm-hmm. Friday or Saturday night. No, Saturday night because I was out Friday night. Okay, so Saturday night. It is like almost midnight. I'm um, mm-hmm. sitting on the couch, wrapped up in a blanket watching um who killed malcolm x and my doorbell rings it's it's like almost midnight and i jumped and i and i like paused the tv and i waited i got up and i turned on the my the front porch light was already on but i turned on the flood lights on the side of the house and it happened again and i was like um Nobody got no business coming. Anybody that know, first of all, everybody that know me know you call me or at least shoot me a text before you come to my house because I don't open the door. And I'm like, I don't know anybody who would be coming this time of night. So I call the police. <laughs> <laughs> I call the police. And when they get there, which, and let me just back back and say, I was almost certain that it was kids. But mm-hmm. when he got there, he must have seen the kids because I saw him pull into my driveway. But then mm-hmm. he didn't come straight to my door. I guess he went and talked to the kids. And then he came back over to the house. He was really nice. He was this little white man. I was like, thank the Lord when nobody in here trying to serial murder me because he wasn't going to stop nobody from doing <laughs> nothing. I mean, he was Barney Fife all the way. He wasn't going to stop nobody. So he was like, he was really nice. He was like, yeah, um, it was the kids next door. And uh, one of them said he used to live here and he just wanted to come see. And I was like, no, ain't no, 
ain't no come see. Right. <laughs> and he was like, well, I talked to the parents and I guarantee you they won't come back around. But if they do, you give me a call. And I was like, okay, well, I appreciate it, whatever. But I know he was like, and this was the thing too. I had just gotten out of the shower so, like, mm-hmm. I had on, like, night clothes, but I did put, like, a duster on, but, like, I didn't have no bra, and I got on big boobs. I have big boobs, so you can tell I didn't have a bra on and everything. And he was, like, diverting his eyes, averting his eyes when he was talking to me. <laughs> and I was like, sir, I'm thinking somebody for the serial kill me. I wasn't concerned about no bra or nothing. <laughs> I had put on some tennis shoes in case I had to run. <laughs> That's all. That's all. That's all I was thinking. Like after I called the police, I was like, "Let me put on some tennis shoes because if they come back through here, I might have to run." Right. I actually, so anyway, <laughs> go ahead. I had a neighbor knock on my door. Like we were real late once. So I was like, "Who the fuck?" I haven't seen you before, <laughs> and I was like, "I appreciate you for being persistent because I tried to ignore it the first time, turn my yeah. TV off, and everything." But yeah, I had my keys in the door. So. <laughs> That's happened. That has happened to me too. Um, I've had a neighbor try to come over and tell me that my tire was on flat. Like I've had really nice neighbors, mm-hmm. but you know, this just took me by. You know, <laughs> right. it was just too goddamn late at night. And you know, I'm in a house. You wouldn't know my key, and the way my door is, you wouldn't know my mm-hmm. keys are in my door unless you walked up to my door. Yeah. So, because my door is like in a little cove, so it's like. Mm-mm. But yeah, so that was um, my weekend. <laughs> um, so tonight I am drinking, I'm trying this absolute juice. It is absolute vodka. It is the apple edition. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really tasty. So I basically just have it over some ice and some club soda. At first I put just a dash of club soda, but um, that was a little strong. <laughs> So I had to put a little more club soda, but it's not a, it's not a, it's not a stout drink. It's not like drinking just a shot of vodka. It doesn't taste like that. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I mean, you could totally, you could totally just put this over some ice and sip it. It's just that I took a big gulp. I wasn't expecting, you know, for <laughs> it to be as strong as it was, but yeah. So again, I'm sticking to the sodas. I'm trying to, you know, do better. Also <laughs> this week, also this weekend, um, I had um, menstrual cramps, <laughs> and I was sick as a dog. And let me just tell you, my whole intermittent fasting went out the window this weekend because it was just, <laughs> it was impossible. It was first of all, I don't, I, I don't eat a lot when. I'm on my period anyway. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm just, I just don't have an appetite. But then I started feeling sick. For some reason, it made me really sick this time. And so it was like, I feel like I'll feel better if I eat. So, I mean, all mm-hmm. I ate was like some crackers, but I did mm-hmm. have like uh, some uh, uh, lemon Italian soda, which is a lot of sugar. So, but I mean, mm-hmm. listen. <laughs> <my own. laughs> When my period is on, everything is out the window. No rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> period. Haven't had that all year. <laughs> Wait. It's okay. I'm on birth control. It's okay. It's okay. That's, that's not what I meant to play. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to play the lifetime. 
<laughs> Lifetime music. <laughs> I'm just saying, let me know if I need to stop buying some little cute shit. Listen, I've heard I've Where heard of two <laughs> I've heard of two pregnancies in the last two days. And everybody has had like things to say except for me. I am elated. If, th- if this, <laughs> if these children do not require my funds, like I don't have to take care of them, I am ecstatic. I'm like, yes, oh, that's great news. I'm so happy for her. Wonderful. Meanwhile, everybody else is like, girl, she knows she's too old to be having a baby. But girl, such such. I'm like, mm, I am excited. <laughs> Thank the Lord, miracles happen. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I can send you this bandana I've been looking at for Roxy. <laughs> Roxy don't need shit else. Roxy don't need shit else. But she's so cute in bandana. She is. She is. Um, she keeps looking like she want to cuss you about them bandanas. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm just gonna move along. We. Have a review that we're going to talk about this week. And yeah. it's titled Great Podcasts, Great Conversations. Um, it's by Zakir and I are. It says, they all have such a great chemistry. I can tell that they've known each other for a very long time. Lots of laughs and fun. I feel like I am a fly on the wall with a much-needed girls' weekly chat at the dinner table. Keep going, ladies. <laughs> And what's our reviewer's name again? Uh, Zakira. Thank you, Zakira. That's amazing. We, we have known each other for a very long time. And ooh, a ooh, short ooh. time. Because I think I met you at my sister's um, 21st birthday party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I met most of y'all. Yeah. Ooh. All right, so we're good times. <laughs> to our current events. But as a follow up, I don't know why we had 21st birthday parties at my house where my dad doesn't drink. <laughs> yeah, because, like, because we were like, okay, but we want to go, like, out and have, like, drinks. And our case, like, well, mom's having this party. So we're like, okay. And like your mom had cooked, like she had it all laid out. So it was very mm-hmm. sweet and it was very nice. Yeah. And I mean, I had, you like, can do that. <laughs> I had a party at my house and then I went to Old Miss that night. <laughs> yeah, like to you drink. can totally do that with your folks. Like, you know, right. give your folks the time that they want and then you can go because it ain't, well, yeah, we actually, we actually probably would have. I was about to say, it's not like you're going to start drinking that early, but actually. <laughs> <laughs> But still, anyway, good times. Okay, so back to current events. Um, <laughs> I know that somebody has already called Benjamin Crump, or Benjamin Crump has already called somebody. But um, there is a six-year-old. Who is Benjamin was, Crump? He's the lawyer that always be signing up for all the civil rights t- cases right now. Oh, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, I don't know who that is. Because I always keep talking about him. Like, he was on... I want to say he was on Trayvon Martin. He just okay. showed up for anything now. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Remotely racist. He's like, here. He just watched the news and like, let me go get this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure that's his name. But um, anyway, so there's a six-year-old that's committed to a mental health facility without the mother's consent. Mm. And she was in there for two days. 
Ugh. God knows what they did with her. They gave her like antipsychotic medications. And really all she had was a tantrum at school. A five year old having a tantrum. Groundbreaking. Like right. <sighs> right. how grown is a black child that you need to commit? Listen. Talk about it. Talk about it. Like mm. Mm. Right. And I just don't understand who thought this was a good idea. Right. And like the the school seemed to be Right. The school seemed to be adamant that it wasn't their decision and like they didn't do it. But you call the <laughs> They call you you call the the mental health counselor to come to the school and the thing is for a 5-year-old who's throwing a tantrum Hey, when I was little, you our parents had to give permission for us to take Tylenol. You know, like how how can you send a child to a mental health institution? You know, and I'm like, why is this a law? Because mm-hmm. at first I was like, somebody lying. When I first heard this on the news, I said somebody lying because they cannot hold that child if her mom doesn't want her held. And then when right. I read the article, they were like, no, nah, this is the law here in Florida. And you know what? Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Says it all. It seems like she was probably speculating. It wasn't able to, you know, communicate her issues. Um, they said she had ADHD and they said a mood disorder, but I, 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 I don't yeah. know. I don't know this child, so... But I'm really hesitant to say children that young have mood disorders. But anyway, that's a different conversation for a different day. But children with ADHD can definitely have some language deficits. And so she may have Mm -hmm. some expressive language needs to where she can't really get it out what happened Mm -hmm. to her. Yeah, Yeah, because her mom was like, she's not really capable of saying exactly what happened. But that's just, you think about how scary that is for that baby and for the mom. Right. right. Lawsuit. Tell you. The new name Tell of that me. school would be Poor Life Decision. <laughs> Elementary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling P-O-U-R. you. P O U R. Next up. So there's a black news channel. It's the soul. Yay! Black led news CNN got it too. <laughs> Uh, in the U.S. and it has arrived. Um, I'm like, ooh, where can I watch it? Without I know. <laughs> I, know let's, I know. Let's give off an air horn for that. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah, but it's currently with Select and Xfinity X1 customers, and it's supposed to be on Sling and Roku at a later unspecified date. Um, it aims to reach 100 million households at the end of its rollout. And I'm excited. It's cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Didn't I miss... To have a new show. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I miss when BET had a new show. And it was actually, like, really good. Like, it wasn't a bunch of coonery. It was good. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we no longer own BET, so I guess that's what happens. But I'm glad to see... And at first, I was a little hesitant, because, like, one of the founders of the network is a black republican but it seems like mm-hmm. the way he talks it seems like 
it's going to be a good thing. Like they're not, it's going to be the facts, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be the facts as they pertain to us as well. Like not just spewing, you know, political rhetoric, but this is what's going on today. And this is what's going on and how it affects our communities because we are ignored. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I, I think it's a hard line to walk when it comes to like not trying to be bipartisan. I can't think of any truly central media (laughs) right now. (laughs) And you know, sometimes I get aggravated with that. I get aggravated with it sometimes because it is a hard line to walk, especially in times like these. Mm. But that is your job. Like you're yeah. supposed to be, you're supposed to be bipartisan. It is your job. That is your job. Mm. Give me the facts. That's it. So, uh, a term I learned in grad school was agenda setting, and it's mm. journalism, and basically, like, yeah, you tell the story and what you want people to believe, mm-hmm. and so. Even media wasn't set out to be like an honest story. You're telling people, like, even when it comes to this coronavirus thing, like, there's 65,000 people who have had the coronavirus. Only, and not to say only, but like 1,500 people have died. That's the flu. (laughs) It's not as crazy as y'all want us to think it is. And they're, I realize that it's a different strain, but they're Mm -hmm. marketing it as if it's something other than a flu. And right. that's essentially what it is. Like my, right. um, I think I've mentioned this before, but I grew up with a very militant dad. So <laughs> I grew up with my dad always saying, you can't, you can't trust what the news tells you. You can't mm-hmm. trust. And I'm like, <laughs> but dad, it's CNN, it's MSNBC. Like it's the All news. Right. He's like, it doesn't matter. You can't trust what the news tells you. It's like, you have to <laughs> use your own brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving along, we're really excited this, to see this. This drink is delicious, by the way. <laughs> Y'all need to try this absolute. Uh, That's the one apple. that does, right? Oh, I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I think that was juice was her like her promo. Like oh, yeah. They should also do promo with us because this is delicious. I done learned you something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you did. Tysha D. Smith, a volunteer secretary at her church, um, has embezzled $561,770 to pay her car loans, rent, credit card expenses, cable bills, cell phone bills, hundreds of online purchases, and um, her wedding venue. I guess where you going? To jail. You going to jail, bitch. Period. The article is like, oh, she stole all this money to pay for a wedding. I'm like, yeah, and everything else in her life. <laughs> right. But, I just, I have so many questions. Like, because this, <laughs> this happened over a span of years. Why did yeah, it take them so long to catch this? She, like, fabricated statements. And, like, like, I guess things work different at different churches, but right. at my church, there's a church. That's a check and balance. So it's mm-hmm. like nothing goes all through one person. Right. So it even would, like counting like offerings. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, girl, our whole deacon boy go back there to count offerings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and trustees, who I recently learned 
are not always vegans. <laughs> but anyway, it's like and like the way she was creating invoices and mm-hmm. you know, like payroll and stuff, that thing goes through set like for instance, okay, so I'm an usher at my church. So when we bought our <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Just thinking about the stockings you're wearing, my body. <laughs> Listen, the last time I went home, she put another pack of them silkies in my purse. <laughs> and I didn't even notice until I got home. And I want her to stop attacking me with these white silkies. <laughs> but at any rate, when we bought our new uniforms, the church gave us all checks to mm-hmm. um, pay for half of the uniform costs. Mm-hmm. That check had about four signatures on it. <laughs> like it had to go through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I right. just don't understand. I also don't understand what made her think she would get away with it. I mean, hell, other than the fact that she did for so long, but what made her think she would get away with this? That's what I wonder about a lot of black people who still, like, you know, like the superintendents and all that stuff. They're like, still. And I'm like, you don't think it's going to catch up? <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be honest and I might be wrong for this and I hope y'all don't cancel me and this is not a reflection of poor life decision. But I knew some teenagers once who called themselves trying to rob um, a a, a, a pawn shop. And when I saw them the day after, I mean, I legit just said, what what made you think you were smart enough to pull this off? I don't... (laughs) I don't understand. <laughs> right. And they were just like, standing there looking like, oh, and I'm like, because uh, it doesn't, this is a pawn shop. They expect people to steal, so they read right. it. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. Yeah, I'm like, if you don't hit me up with like an Ocean's Eleven style proposition, I'm not stealing <laughs> y'all. Okay. I need like spreadsheets. Like, I need a whole business plan. I'm not. <laughs> if I would potentially go to jail, you better make this shit foolproof. <laughs> and it's like, why would you? St- and then in the article, it said like several times she left the church's account overdrawn. Why would you do that to your own church? I just don't understand. That wasn't nothing but the devil. <laughs> <laughs> They say everything repeats itself, so <laughs> I wonder what the devil. Mm. Enjoy your time in jail, lady. Um, okay. Next up, I actually thought Insecure was coming in the summer, so I was delighted that it was right. on April 12th. By the way, while we're on the topic of Issa Rae, I saw the photograph on Valentine's with my friend, and it was so cute, and you have to go watch it. I know. I need to go see it. Everyone talk, it Everyone just, on my timeline is talking about how beautiful it is. Yeah, it was just an easy black movie to watch, because there, so many black movies you watch right now are just, like, struggling and racism. And so for that movie to not have any of that shit, and for us to just enjoy it, that's great. what everybody everyone is saying like it's just a simple movie it's just a simple yeah, movie to go enjoy movie. yeah from like the 90s 
Oh, Issa, let me tell you, Lakeith is fine as fuck, okay? Now, he is now he is slick annoying in real life. Like, I, I, I fell in love with his character on Atlanta. And then when I started seeing him in interviews in real life, realized he's nothing like that. But he, like, he, like, w- tries to be like, like, I don't know how to explain it. And maybe it's just because he's just so West Coast. I don't know, but... He's yeah. slightly annoying, but he is fine as fuck. Like, so I don't watch Atlanta, but um, <laughs> his girl, you know, I don't watch Atlanta. I did um, not know that. Girl, super do what? No. Anyways, um, you got so annoying. Okay, we're gonna catch up. <laughs> we're gonna catch up on Atlanta together. It's done. It's done. We're gonna do it together. Go ahead. Anyways, I'm gonna rewatch the seasons with you. I'm gonna rewatch them with you. They are so good, and you're gonna love it. We're doing it. We're doing it. I feel like this is gonna be the wire all over again. But <laughs> um, his Instagram is just funny and a little bit annoying because he deletes all his pictures. So I followed him on Instagram, and then there's another Instagram account that's like Lakeith deleted pictures. <laughs> So they keep up with his pictures when he deletes them all. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Why can you not okay. keep up with the three pictures? <laughs> so I don't follow him on Instagram, so I had no idea he did this. But mm-hmm. this morning, I was listening to an interview with him and Jamel Hill, because that's mm-hmm. what I listen to on my way to work, or her interviews. Mm-hmm. And she brought up the point that she was like, like, you only have like four or five pictures on your Instagram. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. And he said, like, he thinks it's weird the idea of permanence is like weird to him i'm telling you he's slick annoying and he was just like the idea that something's there and it's there forever and so he just takes yeah he's like his instagram is curated and he just takes things down as he sees fit and i'm like okay dude (laughs) (laughs) um, where i really learned to love him was on sorry to buddy (laughs) That's such a See, I haven't even seen that. It's a weird movie, and I watched it so much. My friend watched it high, and I'm like, I cannot imagine. <laughs> well, I bet that's a good that's movie, funny. high. No, because it has such a hard twist that I'm like, I cannot imagine not doing this sober. But anyways. <laughs> um, anyways, all that to say, on April 12th, uh, Insecure is coming back. We will definitely be live tweeting it. Um, and we're excited to see what's gonna happen. This gonna yes. piss me the fuck out. Like, <laughs> listen, because they're like they're my age on the show, and I'm like, why can't y'all get shit together? Why are y'all so annoying? <laughs> but I don't. But they feel like they feel like real life to me because I also like, like their struggle is relatable. Except for me. Well, Molly is used to be until she started being a professional side chick. <laughs> but I think that's what, like, like, I don't make, I'm not a lawyer. I don't make lawyers money. But I think mm-hmm. I am Molly. I mean, other than being a professional side chick. But I definitely <laughs> was, for a very long time, a professional fun girl. And it's mm-hmm. like... <laughs> which probably has very little difference but i mean it's like everything in my career is 
great perfect right. i'm ahead of the game in real mm. life I, I i got that shit fucked up and then it's like right. Issa just struggling all the way around i got friends like that i've got like <laughs> to me it feels so real like as much as i loved sex in the city this mm. feels real to me like sex in the yeah. city was like fun but didn't feel real yeah, I feel like it's like real until real, but right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. Yes, 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 yes. Um, next up, uh, Maya needs some attention. Some friends need. Okay, so first of all, the story first happened. They're like, "Oh yeah, Maya got secretly married in Seychelles, and here's the pictures." And she like. Gave the pictures to TMZ, and then I checked back, like, when I was building this article, I mean, this podcast, and I was like, oh, here's the latest article. All that to say that she didn't actually get married. <laughs> uh, she just wanted to tease her video, music video, for, what song was it? The Truth, which is a yeah. song in 2015 that I don't remember. Um, and so she wanted to tease it. So she was like, Miss Lansky. Which really stands for Lance Guy. <laughs> and I was like, girl, if you don't get a journal, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. At first, <laughs> at first, I was like, why doing you hating on Maya? Like, she got married. She didn't want to show, like, everything right away. And mm-hmm. then as I kept reading the article, I was like, oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like, okay, girl. Like I, like, I mean, but I guess, which you're the marketing genius, not me, but I mean, I guess it was a good marketing tool to get people to look at the video. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, it just seemed like that, a cry to attention, <laughs> but yeah. I could have done without the Mrs. Lansky part. Like yeah. if she had not done that, then mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, that's cute. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, it could have been like, hey, y'all, happy Valentine's. I know y'all like this song, and I probably made you a video. Or she didn't even even have to put that part in there. If she just said happy Valentine's Day and put the pictures that look like she's getting married. Mm -hmm. I I can buy that. I can buy that. It's gimmicky, but fine. I can buy that. But then doing the Mm -hmm. whole landscape thing and land and sky. Girl, we know you're vegan. Okay. Right. I was like, if she had some chicken nuggets, <laughs> she, would have, she would have been driven to eat shenanigans. <laughs> Doya, are uh, you almost done with your Invisaligners? Yeah, I am probably May. Yeah, because like, like 15 out of 20. Yeah. Because my gap is bigger than yours now. It is. <laughs> like just now, just now when you were smiling, I was like, oh, Doya didn't have a gap anymore. How does it feel? Uh, the problem is because it is like nearing the end. Every single set is like pressure on my two front teeth. Um, no, I, I mean emotionally. Uh, I, I'm like relearning how to smile. Like I'll smile and I'm like, what's happening with your top like, <laughs> so, like, I'm learning how to like smile again in a way that feels authentic to me. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Aww. that was the thing I thought about, but right now it just hurts. Everything hurts. Um, we can't be gap <laughs> sisters anymore. Yeah, it's a gap in my life, and hopefully, 
<laughs> I don't want it to be. I can't be your heart. <laughs> and like not my physical heart, but like theoretical heart. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> so Antonio Brown just continues to make us proud. Um, this Black History Month. That is the most facetious thing I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> but, um, so, he had this, like, interview with Sirius XM, and he made all of these demands, and they're like, okay, we're going to do it. He doesn't show up, and then he posts an Instagram picture of him at dinner. <laughs> like, dude, like, no. what are you doing? Like, nobody likes you already. You've made everybody mad. Why would you continue to upset your image? <laughs> and it's like, we know you're going to need a job because your rap career is not taking off. Okay? Just, oh, yeah. Let me be the first one to tell you that ain't taking off. So it's like, yeah, dude, like. What of his, <laughs> that was one of his stipulations was they had to talk about his rap career. I've never heard of such rap career until this article. Um, I'm not interested. It's right up there with like Shaq's rap career in my mind. Like I don't want it. <laughs> Play the sports. <laughs> Listen, it's worse than Shaq's rap career, okay? Mm-hmm. Because at least Shaq, at least in my mind, I feel like Shaq maybe had some help writing a little bit because he's got a couple of bars. His delivery is just whack. But listen, Antonio <laughs> Brown. Listen, sir. Sir, you was just on the street throwing gummy dicks at your yeah. ex-wife or ex-girlfriend. I don't know if they were married or not. But yeah, he doesn't have a job. <laughs> you don't have a job. You've burned all of the bridges that have ever existed. Mm-hmm. At least show up for your interview. Like at least, right. at, at least make good with these people. Right. It's annoying. It's annoying. Uh, there was a. Um... Dallas Cowboys player uh, from Little Elm, Texas, which is like a suburb, a very white one, um, who decided he wanted to be a rapper in the offseason. He was like, I'm 5'10 and I'm in the NFL. You know, like, <laughs> you know, against all odds. So I'm going to try this rap beat. It's also a white boy. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say, you go, boy. I'm not going to listen, but you go. <laughs> you keep, Ooh, you know you what? keep pushing those odds. Oh, you know what I just thought about? What if Antonio Brown has CTE? Like, what if that's why he's acting so erratic? That's what I think about a lot of these, like, black players that are acting erratically. Because, and you think about it, like, even if it, this is the thing that, and I don't know where he's from. I don't know where he's from. But, like, football, Football is big everywhere, but football is king in the South, okay? Mm-hmm. And these kids start tackling early. Mm-hmm. And all I'm saying is, it's not just your NFL career. It's the whole time these kids been playing football. And I watched that um, Aaron Hernandez doc on Netflix. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was... Doyen. Right. Doyen. I need you to be an active participant in this conversation instead of just, mm-hmm, 
Because mm-hmm. see, you weren't paying attention. No, you weren't paying attention. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody, everybody, this is how Dorian does me on a regular. Okay. This is how she does me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like at the end of the doc, they showed the scan of his brain. <laughs> Dorian, stop. <laughs> okay. They showed the, the scan of his brain and it looked like fucking cotton candy. It looked like somebody poured some water on cotton candy. That nigga didn't mm-hmm. have no more brain, like none. So right. it's like, you know, that just dawned on me because I'm thinking, what the fuck is wrong with Antonio Brown? Like, why is he doing this? But maybe yeah. he has CTE. Like, maybe he there's, maybe he's got some traumatic brain injury. Yeah, that's the second thing about it. It's like, typically, you know, before they weren't really diagnosing CTE until after death. And I worry about yeah. a lot of these football players that start adding you acting erratically and yeah. we just judge them with our public opinion not yeah. knowing that they, or thinking about CTE and how that can yeah. be affecting things but damn it now I have to show compassion it's the month of love my <laughs> pastor said to love people <laughs> why are you why are you <laughs> this is my love face I'm sorry I can't see it but I was just like Kind of like doing a V around my face to show y'all love. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Doing is so. making like that classic Olin Mills pose. Where you, put your, where you put your hands underneath your chin. Especially when you have that drape. It's like your whole life before you become a senior, you're like, oh, that's a cute dress. I want to wear that. And I know, right? It's a piece of cloth with a clip. I know, on right? <laughs> I literally had on like jeans. <laughs> also, I do not show that picture. I proudly display my cap. Well, I don't, but at Granny's house, my cap and gown picture. But I do not show that picture with the drape because my hair was blonde at the time and I did not want blonde hair in my senior pictures. So I dyed it brown. And you guessed it, my hair turned green. So. <laughs> It's a dark green, but it's still green. And you can kind of see like where the flash hits it, that it's green. So I don't show that picture. <laughs> no, I had a cute little half wig with the flip. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> My senior pictures are legit. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, where did we go wrong? <laughs> Listen, on my cap and gown pictures, like I look so fresh and well-rested and skinny. And like, so full of hope. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just, let's blame Trump. Not my binge eating and drinking at <laughs> twenty one, but <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Florida troopers found narcotics in a bag labeled Florida bag again. full of drugs. Hello. <laughs> If you're gonna have a bag full of drugs, you should put like ironic things like ibuprofen, not actual fucking drugs, <laughs> not meth and cocaine and MDMA and fentanyl. <laughs> like, Why? what made you? What made you ride around? First of all, what made speed. you speed? Because clearly these are not professional like runners, because you know. That you're gonna drive perfectly, 
Like you're not mm-hmm. finna be speeding to get pulled over. And then you got a bag that literally says bag of drugs, bag full of drugs. And then, you, you know what? I guess where you going? To jail. You going to jail, bitch. Period. But also, it's not like Highway 69 outside of Columbus. It's I-10. <laughs> uh, I-10. Girl, them, small, them small towns where you get caught for real. Right. But it's I-10, which stretches across the whole nation. Like, how would you? And, like, how fast could you have been going? Because I'm sure the speed limit on I-10 is, like, 70. So, like, what the yeah. fuck were you doing? Where we can go. You know what? Speed. You... <laughs> you just des- exactly you deserve to be caught you deserve it and then you put the drugs and a- i guess they said oh well this says bag full of drugs so no one's gonna suspect there's Go drugs psycho like a like a they said our canines can read <laughs> i know <laughs> i thought that was funny too yeah uh-uh. florida people yeah i got you Listen, I am determined to have at least one Florida story every week because it's a gold mine. It is podcast content gold. That's our goal for a podcast 2020. (laughs) (laughs) We won't go wrong. (laughs) This person. I was like, you know, you do you. Make sure. Hey, don't let your job step in the way of <laughs> your dreams. This <laughs> oh. <laughs> truck driver that got pulled over for speeding was using his semi as a recording studio. Like <laughs> he had a whole little setup. <laughs> so I have some questions for him, okay? Because he had a computerized mixer, and first of all, I have not really mastered how to work the mixer that I bought. So I really want his help with that. But also, how did he get the sound to be right. like good in the cabin of like A his truck. truck? Right. Like I have some I have some logistics I want to work out mm-hmm. with him. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. But yeah. That's what happened. That's what he did. So I mean this. I didn't Oh, go ahead. Right. I'm go done ahead. with him. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, so were you, like, driving while recording? Mm-hmm. Like, Sounds what is he? <laughs> and then you're speeding. And you can't speed when you're a truck driver. Right. Like, my uncle is a truck driver. A trunk. A truck driver. This absolute juice is just marvelous my uncle is a truck (laughs) driver and he had a little fender bender where actually somebody hit him but still you can't have any accidents on your record so because Mm -hmm. of that the company that he drives for put like a um a dash cam in his truck like they're serious about that yeah at one time, uh, I thought about getting my CDLs. Don't ask me why. I I was mm-hmm. going through a phase. <laughs> Apparently, he had a microphone that dropped from the ceiling. And I've been thinking about getting, like, like a mic stand in here. So, it's, like, right in front of my face. So, maybe that's my inspiration. <laughs> Put some better recording out. <laughs> Listen. 
All right. So we're going to take a second to listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back. I had a song last week, but I don't have a song in my heart. So bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anything you need to do? No. All right. I'm tipsy. Let's go. All right. And we're back. Uh, welcome back to Poor Life Decision. Um, I took my someone something off of Chris because he has Black History Month and we like to read books. And wait, so, wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome back to Poor Life Decision. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, so I took my someone something inspiration from Chris. Uh, we like here on for like decision in general. Like we like to read books, and we like black people, and we like black authors. I um, do like black people. <laughs> we love us here, black. <gasps> <laughs> so uh, this week, and no, you haven't read the book. I read her work, but I'm hoping to convince both you, Chris, and our podcast listeners to read her books. So I'm gonna read it. Okay, Tiari Jones. Um, she went to Spelman and University of Iowa, bless her heart, in Arizona State University. She's currently an English faculty at Emory, and she's just an amazing writer. So the first book that I read from her was Silver Sparrow, and it was interesting because it was like you know probably set. 20, 30 years back, but it was about this guy that had two families, which is a staple in black. <laughs> black uh oh. <laughs> so that is ate, not true, Doy, and we are not painting that not anymore, but it used to be a fairly standard thing. So maybe it wasn't 20, 30 years back, maybe it's more years back. But so he married one wife in Georgia, and then he got this other woman pregnant and married the other wife in Alabama. So, <laughs> so they're both living in Atlanta. Georgia Bama line. Right. No, I think um, it's Florida Bama line. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, so both of the daughters kind of, they all lived in Atlanta, but it was interesting. Like the side family's life was just so much more like simple and poor. And then the main family was kind of bougie. And so it's a story of like these girls, like, connecting through some conniving of the side home. <laughs> and, you know, it was just a really cool story. So the, I read that when I first joined um, the book club that we're in. Okay. So we tweeted <coughs> and we were like, um, her uncle's gay, right? <laughs> and she was like, she just said like a smiley face to us. <laughs> like, Girl, you <laughs> so she's really, really like responsive. Okay. Um, her second book, or second major book, was American Marriage. I got mad halfway through that book because I never finished it. <laughs> That's the one I plan on reading. <laughs> it was just Re- the. So, do I not want to read it? I should read the other one. I would start with Silver Sparrow so you can have the love of her. And okay. Okay. This is the way the story turned in American Marriage. This made me mad. I couldn't finish it. Okay. <laughs> Obama even included it on his summer 2018 weekends. I save 
No, I didn't save that one. I saved the 2019 list because I'm going to read some of those books that I haven't read. (laughs) Some of them, there was like maybe three that I had read and then the rest Mm -hmm. of them, I was like, oh, shit. Wait, what? You in 10th grade I don't know about that long. I know, right? <laughs> eighth grade over here. Right. Eighth grade, that's what I was gonna say. But um, she has lots of honors and awards. She has a Hurston Wright Legacy Award for debut fiction, lifetime achievement award in fine arts from the Congressional Am I boring you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm tired and I'm tipsy. <laughs> From the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, United States Artist Fellowship, National Endowment for the Arts Fellowship, and Radcliffe Institute Bunting Fellowship. Um, Silver Sparrow was added to the NEA Big Read Library. Um, she's a member of the Fellowship of Southern Writers, which also makes me happy because Southern. Um, and then um, American Marriage was part of Oprah's Book Club. So. Uh, where is she from? She went to school in Spelman, so I'm going to claim Georgia for her. <laughs> yeah, she is. Okay, She's sure. Born in yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, it, it was a really good read, and I enjoyed her, and I'll show you her. Done. Tell tweet her until the poor life decision told you about her. <laughs> tell her that poor life decision sent you. Okay? Right. At PLD Pod on Twitter. All right. This absolute so, got me feeling loose. Speaking of, we're going to move on to a poor life decision. Okay, so I don't know about y'all. I'm going to talk about my my issues. So, Valentine's Day. That's what we're here for, girl. Right, is the Instagram day of couples. Um, I was, as y'all know, I mean, a long distance, but there's certain times of year where it hits her harder <laughs> that you're not around like your special person. So I you know what? Couples. Mm-hmm. For some reason, this year it was super annoying to me, and like normally <laughs> I don't care one way or the other, but right. for some reason this year I was like super annoyed. I was like, I don't give a fuck about them little puny ass flowers. Why are you like post a picture that cheap ass candy? Like I was just super annoyed. Like every right. picture, I was like, girl, that bunch came out of Kroger. I seen them the other day. Normally, I'm not a hater. Like normally, I'm not a hater, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just, yeah, I get in my feelings about it, so I didn't spend a lot of time on Instagram, but it did kind of remind smart. Me, um, in general. I think that's one of the things, the downsides of being in a long-distance relationship or just being single is, like, sometimes you're lonely. And it's just tough as where, especially as women, we're being sick, crave social interaction. So yeah. I was in a training on Thursday, and the trainer gave me a hug. And it was, like, for a second, it's just, like, you melt a little bit because it's, like, you don't get that physical interaction with people oh. on a regular basis. <laughs> right. It's like, why do I melt every single time I have a hug? Because nobody touches me. <laughs> like, I'm okay with platonic hugs. Like, I love friend hugs. But it's just like, you don't get it on a regular basis. 
That was a hug from a man. <laughs> it was like, like I said, I love even girl hugs. I love like full on yes. so side hugging, like booby to booby. Let's do this. <laughs> listen, I melt into like any. Listen, I <laughs> when when Shayla came to visit me during Christmas break, mm-hmm. like I hugged her so tight and I wouldn't let go. And then we mm-hmm. let go to get in the car because we were getting ready to go get something to eat. And I grabbed her up again and was like, right. just, I, I love I that. I love that. Yeah. And I don't like all these people that's close to me enough to be hugging on them like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of My old coworker, Crystal, um, I'm hesitant to say this because she listens. But like sometimes hey, I Crystal. Like I don't want all of the hugs that she gives me, but you know, especially now that they're more spread out, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but yeah, hey, Crystal's so, the one to- that had the amazing wedding. Is mm, she the one that had the amazing wedding? I mean, yes. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, they went to like the record store or something afterward. Was that her? Oh yeah, yeah. I was a different. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see. I listen. When you speak, or actually, I don't think you spoke. I saw the pictures and I thought, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So today we're going to talk about six things to do, 16 things to do when you're feeling lonely, according to the experts. Because yeah, I know I love experts. <laughs> you can say this is a world that's more connected than it's ever been. Friends, family, and strangers who live miles apart and communicate instantly thanks to social media. You know, the downside about that is it's also a time and space. It's as if time and space are collapsing, but also we're experiencing a loneliness epidemic. So about 22% of Americans say they constantly feel alone. Um, And that leads to serious health conditions, both mental and physical. Um, Feelings of isolation are often often associated with depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. And these doctors also say that um, they're seeing people are lonely, tend to have increased blood pressure, weaker immune systems, hello, and more inflammation throughout the body, also hello. (laughs) I know, right? Turns out connectedness makes not only makes our lives more interesting, it's vital for our own survival. So here are uh, just a short 16 strategies to cope with loneliness. Um, name it, validate it. Um, part of why I got Roxy was like I was in a new area at a new job where I didn't have like right away besties and yeah. I needed somebody who's going to be happy to see me on a regular yeah so yeah. Uh, telling people you're lonely can feel scary shameful and self-defeating but expressing that feeling can be the beginning of a new single and so i was like yeah i'm lonely maybe i need to get a pet somebody who's excited to see me <laughs> and so i did <laughs> yeah I've um I've kind of been through the same thing, like where I need to acknowledge when I'm lonely and then also acknowledge that because there's different types of lonely. And sometimes I'm lonely because I just want somebody else around. But acknowledge that, girl, you the reason. Like, you literally have, like, 
three cousins that live less than a block away from you. Girl, go over one of their houses. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you don't have to be lonely. I I block people off. So yeah. naming it because it, it isn't all I know it sounds like a simple emotion, but mm-hmm. it's not always. Sometimes I don't right. always recognize that what I'm feeling is lonely. Mm-hmm. Um so the validated part is that we tend to stigmatize loneliness in the U.S. and equate it with being a loner or a loser. And that encourages us to avoid admitting when we're lonely. Denying our loneliness only perpetuates it. So before we can recover, we have to be honest, at least with ourselves, about what we're experiencing. I love Next lying step. to myself. <laughs> mm. That's going to be a poor life decision. It is. <laughs> it is. I can admit it. <laughs> um, next up, take stock of connections you already have. Sometimes when we are feeling lonely, we can't see what's right in front of us. So we get tunnel vision when it comes to affection, intimacy. So a lot of times, like, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't have a boyfriend, so I'm lonely. <laughs> or, oh, my boyfriend is far away, so I'm lonely. But there's like a million other people I could call. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. friends. Like there's other people that are happy to hear from me. <laughs> and so I don't have to always lean on, you know, my relationship or, you know, calling my mom. Like there's more than two people on my phone that I can call. When people expand their definitions of affection and love to include a wider range of behaviors, they often discover that they are as deprived as they originally thought. So, next up, recognize you're not alone in feeling lonely. So, 22% of people were actually honest and said they feel lonely constantly. Uh, So, you're at least sharing the same experience with millions of other people. Uh, when I am lonely, I remind myself just how pervasive loneliness is, and I imagine co- being connected to all the lonely people out there. That's what somebody in our office said. Megan Brina, a therapist and executive coach. Um, there was an article, not an article, maybe it was a poem, maybe it was a book, and it was like, we were alone together. And that's always spoken to me because it's like, even. In our loneliness, you can do it with another person, <laughs> you know, like, and it's fine. <laughs> Listen, yeah, sometimes you just need somebody to be alone together with. <laughs> sometimes being alone with someone mm-hmm. can be like a blessing, it can be helpful, and at other times, it can be the most heartbreaking thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like when you're with someone, but I'm lonely. Yeah. So it's like, nigga, why am I with you then? Yeah. Right. Yeah, mostly in relationships, but still, right. Yeah. Even when I think about like me and my like single girlfriends, like yeah, we, like yes. Valentine's yes. Day, yes, we went out together on Valentine's and we were alone. Yes. Together, but yes, we're still together in our yes, you know, alone. And that was a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, I always have girl Valentine's dates. You should get one. Um. <laughs> Okay, next up is get curious, ask questions. Uh, recognize that loneliness looks different for people at different times of their lives, and that there are those who have many relationships to me, but still feel like something is missing. <laughs> ask yourself what loneliness looks like for you. 
What? Sorry. I, <laughs> I was I, like, what? I was positive <laughs> to ask myself that. I don't know. But, um, I, I don't, you know what? Like, I don't know what loneliness looks like for me because I like uh, being alone and lonely. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing. And I enjoy yeah. being alone so much that I don't know always what loneliness looks like, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It just hits me when it does. It's like, oh shit, I'm lonely. Like, yeah. Hey, loneliness. I am constantly around other people, but loneliness for me is not being able to be my true self around me. Oh, girl, wait a minute, because <laughs> you just spoke a word. Oh my god, because. Most often, my sense of lonely doesn't come from the absence of another person. It comes Mm -hmm. from me feeling like I'm the only one in Mm -hmm. this situation or I'm the only one feeling like this or I don't have anyone I can relate to. Because I have Mm -hmm. plenty of people I could be around just for the sake of being around. But, you know, if I get into, like, the real me, like like the me mm. I am in our group chat, like that's me. But mm. like I can't be that me around most of the people that I am close in proximity to because then it's like mm-hmm. you're weird. You're what are right. you? Which I don't care about being called weird, but it's like I want someone who relates. I want someone to get it. You know? Yeah. I want someone yeah. who understands that. I love the baby and Coldplay, and that is okay. Like uh, it is perfectly I, fine. <laughs> I thought you say you love the baby. I was like, bitch, we about to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know he got a new baby mama on the way, right? And I'm trying to be the third. <laughs> <laughs> Doria has Just, no shame in her game yeah. when it comes to right. the baby. <laughs> I, I love it. I love way. it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think it is, and maybe that's something I journal about once I find my journal. Uh, it's kind of like what loneliness is to me, and then how I can mitigate it. And I know I am very guarded, and they're like, I don't show anybody my true self. Like yeah. you know, like yeah, bits and pieces of myself. But it's like, how can oh, I? Oh, really that's so feel true. Truly intimate with anybody in this world. What I won't share it with nobody but God. <laughs> Doyen, why are you spitting? Doyen spitting tonight. Like, Doyen spitting tonight. Like, why are you, you talking that real tonight? <laughs> I try. Like, it's so true. It's so true. Uh, next up is take the time to slow down. If you're frequently busy, um, running around your to-do list, or feel stressed by all the meetings at work, it might be time to hit the brakes. And this kind of reminds me of, I did a gong sound meditation class this week for yoga. And so basically, it's my favorite type (laughs) of yoga because I literally just lay there and they're playing sounds. And so for the first, I'll say 20 minutes. And I pulled a card. And so the card kind of had just like a message for me to focus on. And so some of my class, it was like, yeah, you really love like being logical, but sometimes you guys take a step back. And just trust the process and let things happen. So for the first 20 minutes of class, I'm trying to meditate real hard. 
and I'm like kind of talking through things. So talking to God about trust and thinking about my relationship with trust and thinking about my friends with trust. And then after a while, I released all of it. Like I validated and released it. And then I fall asleep. <laughs> That's the best nap I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and so like this is what I think about it is slowing down because yeah, my brain moves really spastic for the first twenty minutes. And yeah. then I had nothing else to do but continue to lay there and I yeah. fell asleep because I slowed down <laughs> mm. and relaxed. <laughs> that sounds so beautiful. <laughs> right. Like it does. Meditation is hard for current generation because they're used to being like always on it. But mm-hmm. when you get into those moments where you crave and you enjoy that silence and just stillness, it's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's all I had about taking time to slow down. I did, and it was great. <laughs> Uh, other things that could be relaxing is listening to Beyonce. <laughs> hey! <laughs> uh, maybe reading, because reading is a way, at least with mm-hmm. this place slow yourself now, your brain is still on 10, but mm-hmm. it's really good. And I've been reading Girl, Woman, Other, and it's written in prose form. So it's not like a normal book that I can like speed read through. <laughs> but it helps, because I... I had to slow down and read and experience, but yeah. All right, next one, um, which is really important for this time of year, is reconnect with self-love and appreciation. You can use alone time to get back in touch with you. You have to be your own best friend. I go to my second Dr. A. Orloff said. I go to my sacred space and I meditate. I take a few deep breaths, relax, and ask for a clear and loneliness to lift so I can just be with myself. She recommends that those who are new to meditation can try to sit for three minutes and focus on something they find pleasing, a.k.a. Beyonce. Actually, they said, <laughs> like the ocean or dolphins. But <laughs> or any simple things that you're grateful for. Focusing on what you're grateful for rather than what you don't have shifts the negative thinking. And that kind of goes back to our previous episode we had about um, Gratitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next up, perform anonymous acts of kindness. So, um, before I actually start reading this stuff, I kind of think about like there is like a paradox where like serving others <laughs> really does so much more for yourself than it does. It really does. It really does. <laughs> it's something that just being kind is like our, our truest selves. And Mm -hmm. it just really makes you go beyond the world. Like, I was somewhere downtown, and this woman was like, hey, do you happen to have a tampon? I don't use tampons. (laughs) I decided that I'm just going to be that person that does it. And that moment, I felt like, that was the only time I felt bad about not using tampons. (laughs) was because I didn't have an extra one for her. And so I'm thinking about, like, just keeping, like, women's, hygiene bags in my car so like yeah. when I do see a homeless woman I can give it to her and like she can yeah. have access to that stuff because it's expensive and, and that's hard. so amazing yeah yeah so um so recognize the kindness in others 
Sometimes when you feel alone, you might feel like isolating yourself from the world, which only continues the cycle of loneliness. But in that case, find a group of friends to hang out with or um, try dropping into a large social scene can feel like a lot. So why not consider starting small? Go out into the world and notice a smile from a stork there. Hold a door for somebody or do something nice for a stranger. And then you can start to get the endorphins and oxytocin going to your body. Oxytocin is a bonding hormone. It's what mothers have when they give birth. So oxytocin is important. If you're feeling a bit more extroverted, <laughs> you might even try starting conversations, which I do all the time. <laughs> So, get out every day and have a conversation face-to-face with your neighbor, a friend, your grocery, the library. So, this month, for the month of February, my pastor has been talking about, you know, safe and love, 1 Corinthians 13. And so, like, last week, he was like, ask your neighbor, did you say hi to me this morning? <laughs> oh, and I, was like, oh, I hate shit. talking to my neighbor. <laughs> right. And so, like, after that, like, even at work, like, I speak to people. Usually, I speak to the black people. But I'm trying to speak be more <laughs> accurate speaking to everybody else. Um, and then this week again, he was like, ask your neighbor, did you say hi to me this morning? <laughs> no, because I was late. <laughs> uh, like, I don't me. really speak to people at work first thing in the morning unless they speak to mm-hmm. me. And, mm-hmm. like, I think everybody just kind of knows it about me by now. And even mm-hmm. when they say good morning, I don't say good morning back. I'm just, just like, hey. Because I just... <laughs> I just hate it. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. Well, <laughs> like, I purposely have my earbuds in when I come in in the morning. <laughs> so you won't speak to me, but you find a way to speak to me. And you try to hold a full conversation with me. And it's like, bitch, I'm moving dope right now on these earbuds. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to talk to you yet. I'm not here for my nine to five yet. <sighs> Let me convict you right quick. <laughs> don't. Please don't. <laughs> so my pastor said, the closest you are to God is when you show love for other people. <laughs> I so show like, my I love in other to, ways. I'm not saying that you have to, like, be like, hey, how are you? You know, you don't have to have a conversation. Just be like, hey, good morning. And no. keep walking. <laughs> no. But when they speak to me, I speak back. But I will say, so when I go upstairs, my office is upstairs and it's only three of us upstairs. And so when I go upstairs, I do say good morning when I come upstairs to just the three of us that are up there. So I do do that. But when I come in the front doors and everybody be standing around talking, I'd just be like, excuse me. I'm, I'm still convicted you say love I don't people. feel convicted though because I show my love in other ways okay well I would pray on it <laughs> okay you pray yes. on it <laughs> okay next up get back to your community another way to create new meaningful relationships can be going into you know your immediate community the volunteer um, I also think about like you know we talk about loneliness and I think about like nursing homes where nobody wants to go to nursing homes are kind of creepy and smell weird but yes <laughs> you know, and like, yes these are the best people we can talk to especially like a black old person and they can tell you like the shit that they've been through and like continue to thrive despite of all the stuff they've been through and it's like every single time like i'm scared to go into a nursing home 
But once I get there, I enjoy my time with them. <laughs> you know, like, and they, they love, love it. talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh-huh. um, yeah, it's just like going back to your community and spending time. And it's the biggest, easiest community service project you can do. Because literally, they just want somebody to talk to. You don't yeah. have to, like, I'm... I don't have the heart, and I, I know this for me. Like, I don't have the heart for Habitat for Humanity. I don't like doing manual labor. <laughs> I don't want to build anything. <laughs> it's okay. Listen, <laughs> I've done Habitat for Humanity twice. I did it once as a teenager, and I did it once as an adult. And I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't hot outside. <laughs> like, I, did. I, I can't do it if it's hot outside. I did it once in college, and I'm like, I like the idea of it. I don't really like doing manual labor, so I'd rather like, and, and like my gift is talking, so I'd rather just go. That's right. That's right. People. That's right. Use your gifts. Use your gifts. Yeah. That simply getting out of the house and doing something selfless on its own is one of the best ways to battle. Sorry, drug work. Um, feelings of isolation. Um, so no matter what you like to do, I would say just, you know, try to get out there and serve somebody who's less fortunate than you. Next up, join a club. Um. <laughs> what? Okay, that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, find a group of people who are just obsessed with Game of Thrones as you are. Oh, well, not. Or maybe you just try something completely new, like goat yoga. I'm scared of falling on goats. <laughs> I'm scared of them stepping on my back and then... Well, I, I'd probably be okay with them getting on my back, but I'm scared of them pooping on me. Because they're animals. They don't know, like, not to poop while you're standing on my back. I don't want to do any animal yoga because I'm afraid I'm going to fall on you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, join a club. Try something new or try something you like and just meet some new people, especially when you are in, like, like Dallas. It used to be, now that I'm here now, after all these years, it's a transplant town. So a lot of people yeah. are looking to meet and have fun. And it's pretty cool. Get out of your house once in a while, first. Yeah. <laughs> I get out of my house. Okay. I just don't mingle with other people when I get out of my house. <laughs> Um, I went to a kickback this past Friday and I literally like found a spot and chilled there (laughs) (laughs) there's like a social group I hang out with and what I liked about it was I never showed up with anybody because I don't have time to make plans with (laughs) y'all but I always felt like welcome and okay to showing up by myself and being able to talk to people and make connections so that's like I think yeah. that's what I realized is my ideal like social setting is like being able to go somewhere and talk to strangers and make friends out of strangers. But uh, so next up, put your hand over your heart. So lack of physical connection can be the cause of loneliness. Like I said, with like hugs. <laughs> yeah. When we're babies, our bodies are trained to respond to physical touch as a form of communication and connection with our caregivers, especially when we do guide our neck like cut. So even if you don't consider yourself a touchy-feely person, physical contact has always been at the center of feeling safe, secure, and cared for. 
So in the yeah. absence of other people, <laughs> was that you? <laughs> I, <laughs> and I think about you. I touch myself. <laughs> Listen, uh, when I was an undergrad and I had these like severe bouts of feeling like I just didn't fit in Mm. and I had these often and, and feeling like, you know, I would, because I'm from a town that was really close to where I went to school, I would just go home and get like in the bed with my granny or like just lay on the couch and just lay my head in her lap. Like just her touching me, just her patting me was enough to make me feel like I'm not alone in the world. Yeah. Um, I will say <laughs> I have this stuff made of what I call Ricky Bobby. He's a bulldog. Because <laughs> sometimes I'll think of him. <laughs> it's, it just feels snugly enough. Um, but also, um, it's funny, like, I think over a year ago, I was like, oh, I feel a lump on my breast. Uh, so I went to my doctor, and she's like, how did you find it? And I'm like, you underestimate how much I touch my titties. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm like, I hey, so much. <laughs> and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Right? I'm like, I don't, y'all, don't, y'all only touch yours once a month. Like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I have to, I have to tinkle. <laughs> Next up, create something. Sketch, paint, knit, slash crochet. Anything to get your creative distance flowing. Creative Arts has an extraordinary capacity to elevate and transcend our negative emotion experiences through self-expression. And so this is a thing that like I come back to all the time. It's like because I am a creative, um, not creating sorry. Uh I had to close my door. <laughs> not creating is like, it's almost like an illness to me. Like, I need to create yeah. to feel my best human. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the doctor, Dr. Nobel's like favorite strategy is expressive writing. Um, I procrastinate on that part for. <laughs> there's a lot Same. of things I can do to, like, you know, stretch my feet. <laughs> yeah creating really does help yeah the problem is when you fall into like a depression even if it's really mild sometimes it's mm-hmm. just so hard to create during that time yeah <laughs> so next adopt a pet <laughs> <laughs> literally what you <Doyen> did <laughs> If you're feeling a hole in your social life, why not fill it with a playful force that'll be available to you around the clock and make you have to walk three times a day? <laughs> uh, yeah, so seeking out a brave friend and helping find more satisfaction in your day to day life. Um, if you can manage the responsibility of rescuing a pet, will also help you feel more fulfilled in your day to day routine. I just feel like I think about it too much. Yeah. And I just oh, think myself I, I out of it. Talk myself out of a lot of things. But you know, if you just impromptu, you don't have time to talk to yourself out of it. 
Next. I mean, like, I think we said this last week, but like, Doyen literally was just like, I think I want a dog. And then the next day, mm-hmm. I got a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a lot to get off. Um, <laughs> so, next up, check your social media usage. Um, there's still a lot of debate in the scientific um, communities on if social media is driving loneliness and depression. But also, you just have to think about the influencer has a book. So, even when I go back to the Valentine's Day thing, that was the thing that I knew I couldn't productively work through. So, I just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, same thing with Facebook. I was like, I'm spending way too much time on Facebook and none of the stuff is important. So, I deleted the app off my phone. Do I go on mobile? Yes. <laughs> I don't spend as much time as I would if I had the app on my phone. Yeah. This next one's hard. Reevaluate that nightcap. <laughs> Oops. Loneliness can be associated with other mental disorders. There may be lifestyle changes you can make that may alleviate the severity of your symptoms. Getting enough exercise during the week and establishing a healthy sleep routine. But taking a stock of how much you're drinking, as well as any recreational drug use, may also help you avoid feelings of isolation. <laughs> avoid using alcohol to manage your feelings, as well as can generally make those conditions worse, especially red wine when you're sad. <laughs> In the words of Drake, I pop bottles because I bottle my emotions. <laughs> That's all that's from, but I remember that line because I felt that. Uh, I actually take the edge off one's anxiety, but then in a couple weeks, you need more to feel that same relief. This is how addiction starts. Oh, because I was going to say, so just have more. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We don't have to totally escape from alcohol. But cutting back on how much you drink on a daily basis (laughs) may actually lessen the intensity of your feelings of loneliness over a longer period of time. I I don't feel like drinking makes me feel lonely. I mean, I definitely, I definitely should like monitor my drinking better. Like every everything was flowing better when I did a better job of monitoring my drinking and when I cut like I had a certain time when I would cut drinking off mm-hmm. um but I don't think it makes me feel lonely it just makes me sleepy J class top more <laughs> anyways <Boo. laughs> try to push yourself and recognize when you can't understanding that you're free experiencing feelings of loneliness is a step in the right direction the, mm-hmm. Can you actually act upon these feelings? Yeah, when you're not drinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you sign up for a gym class or seek out meetings with friends or contacts, it's a tip off that you may be lonely, but you're motivated to actually address it. Mm. Okay. So, motivation to actually try and feel more balanced than your peers may be a sign that you can cope in the first place. There isn't a clear-cut path to feeling free of being lonely, but trying your hand at something new may help to break through to better times ahead. If you try enough things, likely one of them is going to pay off at some point. Well, not exercise, but something. 
exercise is one thing that I prefer to do alone. I just prefer to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy is staring up at Doyen like Doyen's the love of her life. Like I'm so <laughs> jealous right now. But I oh. think she is planning to eat me one day. Like, especially when I'm like <laughs> cooking the way she stares at me. I'm like, this chick's gonna She's just so me. in love. Like you rescued her out of a bad situation. She's yeah. in love. Me too. Well, <sighs> lastly, Chris will enjoy this one. Work with a mental health professional. Sometimes we need professional help to escape the dark thoughts keeping us in isolation. One of the most destructive effects of long-term loneliness is that it distorts our cognitions about ourselves. We come to believe that if we are lonely, we deserve to be lonely, and that no one will ever love us the way we want. Those thoughts, in turn, guide our actions in ways that end up keeping us lonely. Cognitive behavioral therapy is designed to bring our thoughts and behavior better in line with reality. Ow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah. Listen, my therapist held my therapist held me accountable for things. Like yeah. and she would say, I really need to start back going. But she would say, like, okay, you've got to do two social events this week or two social events between now and my next visit. And like, because I like to get A's and gold stars, I would have to do it because I Yeah. I didn't want to be like, well, I didn't. And then I fail at therapy. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, therapy is good. Doyen is, Doyen is tripping. Mm-hmm. Hey, one day, so one day. We're going to move to our favorite part of the pot. <laughs> you a You want to so, go first? You want me to go first? Yes. So I want to buy a drink for the people who work at 60 Vines Restaurant. So their bathroom okay. has like basically two toilet rolls um, per stall. But they turn the two toilet rolls two different ways. So I'm the person that like, I like my toilet roll paper to go under. And a lot of people like it to go over and I was like, the fact that they validated both of my needs, <laughs> both of everybody's needs, <laughs> I was like, this is beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Listen, I, I am probably, this will surprise you. I actually don't care which way mine goes. I just put right. it on there and whatever way it is, it's fine. And my cousin, I have one cousin in particular. She's like the oldest of the cousin group. Every mm-hmm. time she comes over to my house, she turns my toilet Let's paper see. to right. whatever direction she feels it should go. Yeah, my mom put some toilet paper in my bathroom and it was flipped over and I was like, this is wrong. So I flipped it under. And the next time I went to the bathroom, it was flipped over again. So I flipped it under again. She's like, <laughs> she's like, do it. I was like, what? She's like, Are you, do you keep flipping your toilet paper? I'm like, yes. That's the it's like my, toilet my house, mom. <laughs> she's like, I thought I put it the wrong way at first. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> No, like, yes, you did put it the wrong way, Mom. Right. I put it the right way in my house. <laughs> and then That's my so little cute. sister, I think we were staying in, like, a kind of Airbnb. And we both kept flipping it the other ways because we're just both petty when we have time. 
<laughs> so I was really excited to like, you know, they didn't have to do it, but they did. <laughs> they made you it know so what? Everybody Two drinks. Happy with their toilet paper. <laughs> Two drinks. Cause yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Well, tonight I would like to buy a drink or two for our forever president, President Barack Obama, because he is the only president I recognize right now, and he is the reason for President's Day, him and him alone, and I thank him for giving me this Monday off of work because I needed it, because Mm -hmm. your girl was sick as a dog, (laughs) and I just appreciate my forever president. I want him to know that we always love him. And it's like, when I see clips from his presidency, like, I can't explain the feeling that I have. Because it's just like, where did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong? How did we get it so right? (laughs) Right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I just miss him. And I just, I sometimes I just be one like, be like, you know, what's up, big kid? Like, you know come on back around like we miss you i actually <laughs> bought you. my best friend for galentine's it was like a pin it looks like a text message and it says i miss you and it's to obama <laughs> oh but i also miss her but um yeah and then also uh, uh the most pristine apple juice for president blue ivy carter <laughs> listen martinelle's Wait, is that how to pronounce it? I don't know. I've had a lot yeah, of apple juice right. tonight. But that's the best apple juice. A little Martinelle's mm-hmm. and Henny. Now, that's not for blue. That's for B. But I'm just saying. <laughs> Delish. Yes. Divine. It's weird that we don't have any. Do we have black and brown liquor? Um, like, celeb, I don't know. Yeah, like, we have, we have celeb. Because uh, Ludacris does Cavassier. Oh yeah, but that's not his brand. Though. No, mm-mm. yeah, he's just a celeb endorsed. I don't know that we have a. Um, I think K. Michelle does an endorsement for Jack Daniels, but I don't know of a like Anything black. We have. Yeah. Mm-mm. I need to look into that because I, I mean, mean there are like black bourbon brands, but not like celeb endorsed. Not well, like- no, I. I don't even need a celeb endorse. I I could give my money to somebody other than Hennessy and yeah. Jack Daniels. I don't mind. Yeah, I, I tweeted about somebody. You should check them out. They're in Kentucky, I think. Anyways, uh, so you have suffered through another episode of Four Life Decision. <laughs> what suffered? I'm we sorry. brought joy to their lives. Uh, That's what we do. Another episode. Of- like <laughs> we thank y'all for tuning in each and every week and mm-hmm. that's just what we try to do tackle life's big ifs and also you know talk a little shit and be a little pity do you tell right. people how they can get in contact with us we are on twitter as pld pod um chris keeps it lit with conditions i just come in and just say random shit um, on Instagram <laughs> as Poor Life Decision, one decision because we're changing them one at a time. That's also the name of our Etsy page. Um, oh. You can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. I honestly check every single one of your emails. So just let us know like anything you want to buy a drink for. Any mm-hmm. questions you have about this whole like 
2020 process, um, Robin can answer it and he reads books yes. and he knows things. And it's just, it sounds so educated. I see. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> listen, when I listened to Robin's recording explaining the caucus, I was like, damn, my friend. No things. Right. <laughs> He had he has a tenth grade reading level. <laughs> right, right. He knows things like yes. And please, I urge everyone to check out our Etsy shop. Let me tell you, cute, 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 cute. Doyen keeps it all the way cute with the creative creating things. Um, great gifts to get like your favorite coworker, your favorite cousin, your sister, mm-hmm. your sister in law, all those great things. Um, also, please, yes, yes, listen, it's their love language. Buy them (laughs) a poor life decision gift, okay? Also, please be sure to go to iTunes or Stitcher and rate us five stars. Leave us a glowing review. We will read your review live and in person on the show, and you'll be pod famous. No, you'll be internet famous. Podcast famous. <laughs> yes. So please be sure to do that. Um, anything else we have before we leave, Toya? No, I'm kind of hungry. I love y'all. <laughs> yeah, me too. We love y'all. Um, good night. Love each other. Bye. Get some tacos. Bye. Ooh. Pills ain't pressed your bitches. Get money and fuck some feelings. What? Not personal, it's business. I thought you knew that I did this. You can have him, but he licked it. Banana, then I split it. Talented and gifted. I guess the table shifted. I'm like a whole, whole brand, brand new, new bitch. Bussin'. What? Bitch, I'm bussin'. Bitch, I'm what? I feel like a whole, whole.